Here's a quick reminder. Don't forget you have until November 26th to enter our Spark Joy giveaway. We'll announce our winners during our best of show on December the 3rd. Head over to sparkjoypodcast.com forward slash reviews for instructions on how to leave a star rating and written review on iTunes. Then shoot an email to contact at sparkjoypodcast.com with your username for a chance to win one of six coveted Kanmari themed prizes that spark joy in celebration of our two-year anniversary. Thanks again for your support. Now it's time for the show. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Today, we're going to explore sparking joy while we're enjoying the holidays. Our guest, Christina Lustig, is the founder and lead planner of To The Nines Events. Originally from a suburb of Detroit, she spent seven years in New York City working in fashion, a year in Boston, and now lives in Chicago's Wicker Park with her husband, John, and her dog, Drake. Christina lives basically in spreadsheets on blogs and on Pinterest and on the phone when it comes to planning her clients' big days. She's here today to help us spark joy throughout the holidays. Welcome to Spark Joy, Christina. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Welcome, Christina. So let's start with your story. You are all about eventification. Can you fill us in on what that is all about and how you came to discover your great passion in this world? Sure. Yeah. So I kind of created that word on my own, I guess you could say in the midst of planning my planning business and coming up with everything. It's really the way I kind of say it encompasses everything and bringing your ideas and your vision and your feelings to life for an event. You know, being a a wedding event planner, uh, it's the whole process. It's beautiful. It can be messy. You can make mistakes. But it's the whole process from A to Z, all the bells and whistles. So anything big and little. Yeah, that's so cool. And Were you always an event planner or did you kind of take like a windy road to where you are now? I did. Yeah, I definitely did. A road with many curves. I started out working in corporate global merchandising back in New York and worked in the fashion industry for many years. So I've always been on the creative end of things. I'm definitely not your math and science brain. Um, Very organized and very creative brain. So Once I moved back home to Michigan and I was actually planning my own wedding, I started to plan a lot of different milestone birthday parties, anniversaries. I was getting my hands involved with helping friends and family do the same. And I decided, you know what? Ad sales at a magazine really isn't my calling. It's not letting me exercise my creative muscles. So I started my business on the side while I was working full time. And I really took off with it, fortunately, and decided to give it my all. And I launched my full-time job. So I've had my business now for a couple of years. And it's now in both the Detroit area and I do travel. And then I'm based in Chicago. 
Fantastic. And we met during a networking event and I knew you'd be a great go-to person to talk about holiday event planning because a lot of your events are focused on holiday joy. So definitely want to start there with you. The holidays are a very special time of the year. There's lots of joy and happiness in the air. But when it comes to entertaining, things can get a little stressful for the hosts and the hostesses out there preparing for the family meals and the Friendsgivings. So I want you to tell me a little bit about why entertaining is so stressful and what we can do when it comes to like avoiding losing our joy. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of truth behind that. I'm definitely guilty of getting extra stressed out. Definitely seen that in my own family, my mom, my sister, people are under pressure. And I think that around the holidays, there's a tremendous amount of pressure because it really is that like big annual buildup to it. And I think it's different than say, you know, birthdays because an average family is probably going to celebrate a few birthdays throughout the year, but the holidays is like that one time. And I feel like people are always wanting it to be absolutely perfect, no mistakes, no flukes, be better than the previous year, like be bigger and better, that sort of thing. So yeah, I think also, I mean, you got to sit, turn to the media, like that can definitely lay on the pressure with commercials and ads. I mean, I watch Food Network a lot. And (laughs) even in like mid-September, they already started saying like, oh, our holiday baking championship. And I was like, oh, yep, it's going to be... I'm like, wait, it's still like 75 degrees out. It's still summer, but definitely commercials and ads, everything. It really lays the pressure on and kind of sends people into a tizzy. But what I think is most stressful is when you don't plan in advance and you you think you have all this time to do all the things and that September is in fact too early to really start thinking about the holidays because you're kind of still... You kind of still have summer brain. But that's definitely not the case. I think that thinking about it before that 11th hour, whether it's like your gift list or decorating your home or planning a holiday party, then you know you really need to start early. So start your printing, popping into Home Goods or Michaels or wherever you might find decor or something just to get inspired. So I say like, you know, maybe try and carve out if you're dropping the kids off or between errands or something, try and pop into a store for 30 minutes or so and just leisurely stroll before there really is that holiday rush in the stores and, you know, get inspired and get spark some joy that way and do it at an enjoyable pace. In talking about planning, we know that you consider yourself to be quite the list maker, which is really great for us because we recently did episode 107 with Paula Rizzo, who just wrote a book. And the title of the episode is List making your way to Kanmai Vision. So be sure to get back to that episode to learn more about List. But tell us a little bit about your take on List and how you use tools to try to stay organized during the holidays. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny because I get asked this a lot. Like, what apps do you use? You must have like a whole folder of organizational apps or things like that. Honestly, I'm very old school, I guess you could say. And I, with my list making, my little secret is I use a mechanical pencil and a page in my notebook. And that's really how I stay sane. So when it comes to writing down my to-do list, like any task, big or little, it just feels so good when I just get it out and I write it out. There's something kind of like therapeutic about me writing things out um, instead of, you know, having more screen time. 
I try to be really mindful of my screen time. So I often do a brain dump is what I call it. And I will do this on like usually Mondays and then midweek on Wednesdays where I just kind of drop everything. It's usually at the beginning of the day. I carve out about 20 minutes and I write everything down that I have to accomplish during the week. And then I can go back and like star some really big ticket items that I want to check off, but I break it down into categories. So even with the holidays, or like I said, kind of well before, I'm already making those lists. Like I'm in the midst of planning a holiday party. So I've already got that going. Like, what do I want to serve? Like, do I want, what's the theme going to be? Like, do I want to make it like a PJ holiday party or do I want to make it more like of a cocktail kind of party? So I start kind of writing things down, jotting down ideas. And another thing aside from the like the party planning, the entertaining gift list, which you know, I think feel like a lot of people also are kind of scrambling when December or even mid-December rolls around for gifts. And what I've started to do is I just use the notes app on my phone and put gift ideas for everybody that I'm buying for, things that pop up maybe in conversation. Or if I'm, you know, shopping online or if I see something or maybe it's an Instagram ad, I jot it down under that person's name. So then I have ideas and maybe I'll put the link in there too so I can go back to it. Now, do you do anything special to keep track of all the different lists? Or do you basically just have kind of developed a system so that you can locate? Yeah, I would say like with the brain dump, it's usually like I will date it and everything and I categorize it. So I have business, personal life. I have any like errands or like things that I actually have to get out of the house and do. I'll put that there. But yeah, it's really just a giant to-do list with subcategories. Now, when it comes to holiday planning or party planning, I kind of do a very diet version of what I create for my clients with a Google spreadsheet. And there have been a few years when I've been party planning that I'm doing it with a friend and co-hosting. So the great thing about using a Google sheet is I can email it and then anybody can edit it and pitch in. So I'll organize things that way. And maybe one tab is the guest list. One tab is the menu with links to recipes. Another tab is for decor or I type out ideas. I include links for visual reference. And then I will still do a timeline tab, which some people are like, that's totally not necessary. It's just, you know, a party with friends. But I'm like, I like to know when I'm going to have the food out, you know, when people might be leaving, might be coming, change the playlist, whatever might be going on very high level timeline. So I also use Google Sheets very often. Those are great tools. And I use both of those, a gift list and Google everything pretty much. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it is great for just being able to collaborate on anything really, but especially on holiday planning. Also a tip about gifting. So I'm a big fan of mindful gifting, really being intentional and my friends call me the gift whisperer because I, I'm really good at like buying gifts that make people cry tears of joy, let's say. Yeah. So what I do is anytime I hear someone say something like, yeah, like, oh, I wish I had that or I need to buy one of those or whatever. Whenever they say that anytime during the year, I write it into my list immediately. Yes. Like as soon as they say it, I just pull up my phone and put it in the uh, notes app as well. Then by the time the holidays come around, I already have the holiday gift list done and it's exactly. super relevant. And so it's kind of sneaky, but it works. And it's a way to make sure I'm not stressing myself out last minute, you know, or right before Black Friday or. Yes. Yeah, precisely. Love it. Great tips. And 
also, when we consider gifting and preparing for a holiday party, I think we've talked a lot about, you know, the details here in the planning, but really what are some like favorite essentials for you? You know, I think sometimes we over plan events sometimes because we just want to get Mm -hmm. it perfect. But I think there's just really some basics there that just make a good party, you know, in general, and especially a holiday party. So I'd love to hear from you what you think the essential components are of a good holiday event. Yeah, definitely. I first would say the ambiance and the guests, of course, but I would say three things, any party, whether it's the holidays or not, even if you're throwing a summer barbecue or something, a graduation party, whatever it might be, Number one, I'd say is a great scent that people notice as soon as they walk in the door. Scent is one of the biggest triggers for memory and mood. So I would say grab a bunch, nothing too, you know, nothing too potent or overbearing, but maybe some pumpkin spice or caramel candles or maybe peppermint for the holidays and place them throughout your space. So if you're hosting at home, maybe put one in your main living room or area where the guests are going to be mingling in your kitchen and don't forget the bathroom. I always appreciate when I know when I'm at an event, whether at a venue or at someone's home, you walk into the bathroom, it's just ah, it's nice and peaceful and it has a great sense going on in there. Number two, I would say would be a very inclusive playlist. Now I say inclusive because perhaps you're inviting guests of all different ages, people from different times of your life. So you want to make something and put it together with a playlist that's really going to appeal to everyone. So music is really going to set the vibe of the party and having songs that everyone you know will recognize and really enjoy listening to, that's definitely going to spark conversations between guests who may not know one another. And it's just great to have it going on. I mean, if you know, an average person, if you walk into a party that's got nothing in the background, it's kind of awkward if you walk yeah. into silence. Lastly, I would say, and uh, this is kind of my little like claim to fame when I host my own parties that... People always, it's kind of like my traditional thing is fun little interactive touches. So to give you an idea, I hosted a holiday party last year and I put a bunch of mini candy canes in a large glass jar and guests had to guess how many were in the jar and the winner won a prize. And I know it kind of sounds like a little like kindergarten classroom lesson. It's a little childish, but everyone loved it. It was something so simple and everyone's like, how many do you think are in there? And everyone was talking about it. Then I also had like a holiday movie quote matching game that was going on. And then I also decided to make a photo wall in a very cost-effective way and took this really pretty red plaid holiday wrapping paper and I taped it across an entire wall and I put up some garland and some things. And then I had fun photo props out for us to grab with a Polaroid camera. And people love that. And that's nice because that's like a tangible thing that they can take away from the party and then it's, you know, they remember that night. So yeah, I always say like, of course, people are love to chat with one another, but having little setups in different areas are only going to make it more fun and memorable and spark joy and get people in the holiday spirit. I love those, especially the guessing game. I just <laughs> participated in one of those. My chiropractor was having us guess how many candy corns were in a jar. Yes. <laughs> and I don't think I won. I meant to ask her how many were ex- exactly in there, but I felt like... I mean, I used to do these games all the time when I was in the fifth grade. My favorite teacher yes. of all time used to have these games like weekly and we would count the fireballs and the smarties yep. and all the different <laughs> candies. But now I'm like, okay, I should be really good at this game now because I look at like tight, condensed spaces and I can kind of like you understand, go. you know, 
how much the volume of things are now. But yeah, I don't think I won. But I did win another contest that could totally be recreated in someone's home. So the chiropractor also did a contest where she had all of her staff create various like creative pumpkins, like paint them in different ways. The one that got the most votes was the one that was like painted in like ice cream cones and sprinkles on top of the pumpkin. Um, and it was really Ooh. cute. And so everyone voted on their favorite pumpkin. So then she counted who got the most votes on her staff. And then she picked a name for winning a prize and I got picked. So I got oh. two movie tickets, which are very valuable these days because movies are expensive. Yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I, I won that one. So that could totally be recreated. Like, and you could even get your kids involved, you know, in that, I imagine, yeah. you know, to decorate the pumpkins and then could be a little vote going on. So hopefully not Definitely. too competitive, but yeah. Yeah. And having kids at parties too. I mean, that kind of goes right in to what you were saying. If there is a kid-friendly party that you're hosting, that's even better. I mean, you can add even more games in, and that keeps the little ones busy and happy too. Definitely. Well, those are some great tips for having a great party, for throwing a great party. But what about the other side, about being a great guest? I mean, I know that I certainly have a list of things that would make somebody a great guest, having had a few big parties, a big wedding, and we have a lot of family parties in our family. For example, like. Speaking of games, I know that in my family, on my side of the family, having a board game out is just kind of what we do. We are always playing board games as part of our big fun. We always enjoy it. We're a little competitive. But on my husband's side of the family, they would not even think about that. That would not even cross anyone's mind as far as something you do at a party. So I think that there's this really big element of knowing your audience for the party, knowing who your guests are. But then also when you come to a party, I think it's really important that you just kind of join in with the fun, you know, and make sure that if it's a party that's a little different than what you're used to, that you give it a try anyway. And the other thing that I will say about being a good guest is make sure you RSVP as soon as possible. And then if all of a sudden mm -hmm. at the last minute you can't make it, that's okay. That happens. But just make sure you let your host or hostess know because they could be planning dinner and it can really make a big difference as far as the seating arrangement and all that kind of stuff. What other tips would you say, Christina, are important for being a good guest? Sure. Yeah. And those are really great tips, Karen. I love that about, especially with the RSVP, you know, that things pop up, but always let the person know as far in advance as you can, because I can't stress enough how important a headcount is when you're, especially if, you know, you're getting something catered in or making something yourself. But I would say also just to tack on to that, if you're a close friend, like a pretty good friend of the host of the hostess, you know, just ask out how can you help or can you bring anything? It's just a nice gesture, maybe just an appetizer or a bottle of wine. I'd say a lot of hostesses will be like, oh, I've got it. And, you know, it's all under control and they're trying to do all the things. And that's fine. So you don't want to push them too much. Just let them do their thing. But it's always nice too when you do arrive at the party. Again, maybe just simply offer... See if you can lend a hand in the kitchen, even if it's just carrying some trays out to the table or helping whip up, you know, the signature cocktail in the punch bowl or something. So just little touches that if the hostess is, you know, grabbing something from the oven or whatever it might be, greeting guests, just offer, you know, if you can be an extra set of hands. And then I also kind of say not entirely necessary, but it's definitely a nice gesture that does not go unnoticed if you do bring maybe your favorite bottle of wine, dessert, maybe a 
cute kitchen towel or a candle or something for the hostess as a thank you for hosting. And then, hey, they might even put it out and have it you know, for everybody to use and see. The question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey. If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage, or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for all. Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community, as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click on Join the Club to get started. And now back to the show. I love that you mentioned, you know, a simple towel or candle, good gifts that can like universally be great to bring along, especially if you don't know the guests well. I mm-hmm. saw a great gift on Uncommon Goods that I usually lean on. They have a tea towel that has wine pairings listed on it for Oh. Red and white wines with different meats and everything. It's like a big chart, but it's all printed on the tea towels. So that would be like a great gift to really combine with actual bottles of wine and put in a nice basket and definitely really simple. Like, and but we also can't assume that everyone likes wine too. I think that's also something we should be aware of when we're gifting. Mm-hmm. So, any other like gifts that you've seen that really have like been unique that have been great for hostesses and hostess yeah beyond candle or kitchen towel and that's a great point too not everyone sometimes with wine you don't know what their taste might be i would say also some chocolates who knows maybe people don't like sweets i definitely do but chocolates or even like some holiday decor something that they can display um a lot of the times you know you walk into home goods and Michael's and see cute little holiday things on display, like just knickknacks or things to kind of dress up their home for the holidays, something like that even. And those things I like that really last because then the hostess can use that year after year. So then it's not something disposable like a wine or a dessert or something. One of the uh, the very first years that I was invited to my husband's family's Thanksgiving I decided I was going to make my world famous pumpkin pie and I spent hours on this pie. This is the kind of pie where you get a, a fresh pumpkin and cut it up and cook the mm. pumpkin from scratch. All this stuff, right? Hours and hours. Took this pie and it turns out that Italians don't even know what pumpkin pie is. It's like just not <laughs> even a thing in Italian families. So I learned that it's really important to ask if you want to bring a dessert or something and the other thing that I do is that when I bring wine, and it's, that's a frequent kind of easy thing to do, I always say to the host or hostess, it's okay if you don't serve this right now. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes they, there's this like pressure that all of a sudden they're supposed to serve your dessert or serve your wine. And I think it's kind of nice to just let them know it's perfectly okay. I'm not expecting you to like make a big fuss about this thing that I brought you. But yeah, so I mean, those are great, great gift ideas. And also around the theme of gifting, we should provide the suggestion of writing a nice little greeting card or note yes. that may say something like, 
If this gift does not spark joy in any way for you, feel free to let it go with gratitude and a thank you, um, which gives the host permission to release the gift or maybe re-gift if they choose without any guilt. Definitely. Well, I think too that it's always important to say thank you as a guest, you know, the next day or whatever. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy, just a nice email, just thanking them for having a good time or whatever. I know that that's always appreciated to get something like that. Yes, definitely. So, Christina, what are your holiday plans for this year? Yes, I'm so excited. So this will actually be our first full winter and holiday season living in Chicago. We moved here last January. So the the holidays were over and it was that, you know, okay, now it's just freezing here. So (laughs) we um, definitely are planning on going to the Christmas tree lighting, Millennium Park, the market ice skating, zoo lights. I've never been to that. I've actually never been to the zoo. So any, you know, any wintertime activities that are going on in the city, I'm all about it. So send any my way, please too, since I'm still a little bit of a newbie here. And I do actually plan on hosting our annual ugly sweater slash holiday PJ party in December. So my husband and I have always kind of been the couple of our friends, whether it was in New York or Boston or back in Detroit. And now here, we're so excited to be able to host. Um, we've always been that couple that loves to get everyone together for Friendsgiving or holiday parties. So we definitely can't break the tradition. So um, luckily, it's off season for my business. So I'm not as busy and I'm going to have some time to focus and put it together. So I'm really excited. Fantastic. And of course, we have to ask what your favorite tidying tip is since you are so organized in this space of event planning. Yes, for sure. My favorite tidying tip, I would have to go back to just pencil and paper and writing things down, even if that's getting organized in your home. And I mean, sometimes people think I'm crazy, but I will, when I'm like switching my wardrobe from summer to winter clothes, um, which I unfortunately just did recently, I will even write down a list of what I'm putting in each container. So I know when I go to take it out next season, okay. I have 10 dresses in here. I have five skirts in here or whatever it might be. So writing things down definitely uh, is very important and labeling. Oh, that's a great tip. Labeling is always important. Yes. So we have to ask you at this very moment, what sparks the most joy in your life? I would say, honestly, the turn of the season, which... I really enjoyed summer, but I am so excited for the holidays here. You know, like I just said, being new in this city and just really getting out there to enjoy everything with my husband and my dog and be able to partake in all the holiday activities going on. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners? I would have to say my mantra, if you will, is faith over fear. And I think that can really apply to anything, whether you are trying to tidy up your home or your space and it's overwhelming and your closet's falling down on you, have faith over fear. You can do it. Or whether it's something at work, maybe a project you're working on, it applies to that. It can apply to friendships, relationships. It really can apply to anything. So that is my mantra and what I really try to instill every day. Fantastic way to end it. Thank you so much, Christina, for joining us today on Spark Joy. Thank you for having me.
To connect with Christina, you can find her on the gram at underscore to the nines events and her website to the nines events.com. Please mention Spark Joy if you're interested in working with To The Nines events to receive 10% off any planning package of your choice. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys. To extend your tidying experience, you can join the Spark Joy Club. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click join the club to become a member of the Spark Joy community or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your hosts, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media Inc. or the Kamari Consultant Community.